The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Welcome to Mind Body Pause with Charlie Kale. Holistic living for you and your animals. You found your happy place to nurture your connection to animals with enlightening information from the innovators who make their world a better place. This is Mind Body Pause on Empower Radio. Now, here's your host, fellow animal lover, Charlie Kale. Welcome to Mind Body Pause, holistic living for you and your animals. This is show number 68, Believing in Your Animal Abilities with Claudia Goodman. I'm Charlie Kale, a passionate animal mom, broadcaster, and Reiki master and practitioner in San Francisco at Energy Healing for People and Paws. I get to help people and animals de-stress and release grief and pain to help them heal. I work with clients all over the world over Zoom or FaceTime because energy transcends space and time. You can contact me at charliekale.com, C-H-A-R-L-Y-K-A-Y-L-E.com. This is your safe place to honor animals. This is where we nurture our connection to them mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually. My guest is an animal communicator and energy healer who got off the corporate merry-go-round in 2018 and dove into her passion for helping animals. She earned her Animal Mastery Program Certificate at Communication with All Life University, CWALU, and is now a member of the teaching staff. Her mission is to inspire a greater level of compassion by helping people connect with and understand animals on a deeper level so that with that love and understanding together, we can help change the world. Welcome, Claudia Goodman. Hi, Charlie. It's nice being here. Thank you so much. And who else are we welcoming in your lap? Um, Well, now she just took (laughs) off, but that was Buttercup. That is crazy because when we were talking before, right before we started recording, Buttercup jumped in and jumped into all your stuff. And my cat, Shayna, had just done the same. And we were laughing how our cats were messing with our things. Well, so I asked you just now and you said, well, she just jumped off. Shayna had just jumped off. (laughs) So they are in communication with each other. They are. And she's back. (laughs) <laughs> well, Shana. <laughs> Where are you? Boy, there's something. Um, well, thanks for hanging out here. Um, I know you because you're one of my teachers. Yes, I am I'm a one student. Of, yes, you're one of my students, but you are also a colleague, so Oh, thank you. And we're talking about communication with All Life University, CWALU, which I am now in the Animal Mastery Program, which is amazing. And I just love and and as as I've said before on previous podcasts, I, I love the tribe. I love the community and communing with this human community, which I kind of thought I really only could <laughs> love the animal community, you know, after so many of the people I've run into in life, I thought, ah, I'm just going to stick with the animals, you know, but 
the, the communing with these humans has just been wonderful and amazing, of which you are one of. Yes, uh, I have to say that was my feeling as well. Um, I never felt like I fit in really anywhere until I met this tribe, right? Most definitely. Um, going through school, I always felt like, you know, the geeky outcast in the corner, you know, just wanting to be with the animals. And it's so funny because I went to a high school reunion recently, and I'm not going to say which one, but <laughs> I went to a high school reunion. And a bunch of the people said to me something about, you know, what it had felt like being one of the popular people. And I said, you're talking to the wrong girl. I wasn't one of the popular people. And they're like, well, yes, you were. You know, you were so good about it. They remembered me, you know, <clears throat> loving animals. And I would bring, sometimes I'd bring some of my pets to school, like for a show and tell. <laughs> I brought my collie one year. Um, one year I brought my ferret. And they remembered that. And they said, you were always so confident and, you know, with your animals. And, you know, they said I was pretty and stuff like that. And I, and I said, why didn't I ever ever hear this then how did i not know oh, any of this then so i hear you yeah i always thought it was the outcast but i always had my animals and that's okay i'm really okay having that experience because it formed who i am with the empathy and then separate sympathy but empathy really is more what we want to go with um so i'm okay with having had that inner experience but isn't that amazing our perceptions when we're young and as we grow and the other people's perceptions and none of them are reality. Oh. Was that a Shana jumping back in my lap? Wow. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so Claudia, we're back in sync. Our kitties are back in sync and we're back in sync. It's so funny. We just had a technical glitch a minute ago, um, which caused us to interrupt the train of thought and the train of communication, but our cats are back, got us back in. Um, we were talking about perception and how, how our perceptions and other people's perceptions are our, own, are our whole world, but they're not reality. No, and what um, I was gonna share was what I've noticed in having gone back to my high school reunion and uh, I went to a small high school in South America for the last three years is that they saw me, like you said, you know, Oh, Claudia, you know, you, you were this and you were that. I was like, what? I never heard you guys say that. Or I thought I was like the odd duck out and I was too sensitive or too dramatic or all this. And what I realize now, as I've gotten much older and I'm not going to say how much older, <laughs> um, I'm just kidding. I just turned 50 this year and I'm actually really proud of it. You're beautiful. Um, You're beautiful. You. Uh, what I realized is, is that when I was that young and trying to force myself to fit into what we were all trying to force ourselves to fit into, you know, the, the, the cookie cutter high school, you know, this is what we're supposed to be. We were all doing that. Yes. For some of us, and I'm talking about everybody from the jock to the artist, to the valedictorian, to the um, computer geek, right? We were all trying to fit in the best way we could. The thing for me was that I was highly sensitive. So I would not only have to deal with my own angst of feeling like an outcast, 
but I was picking up on everybody else's angst, which kind of compounded it. And we didn't realize that. No, we did not. So because, you know, no one ever told me, oh, by the way, you're walking around with a periscope and you're in an antenna and you're picking up on everybody else's stuff. Everywhere you go. Everywhere you go. When it really hit hard for me, when I realized, oh, my God, no wonder my moods change, you know, drastically is it was a sales event at a big store. I was with my children and I had just started learning about being an empath and I was in a great mood. I walked in the store and I got angry and I stopped myself and I said, wait a minute. Why am I so angry there? I have no reason to be angry. And I looked around and off by another clothing rack was a family and the dad was so frustrated. And I went, oh, that's where I'm getting that from. That is so weird. <laughs> so I, I left the store and I called the person I was learning from at the time. And I said, is this what it is? And she said, yep. She goes, when you walk in somewhere, periscope down. That's what she told me. <laughs> periscope down. Oh, I yeah. like that. Yeah. Which is kind of the precursor to understanding I can connect with animals. Right. Right. So, but, but you always connected with animals, I'm guessing, and just didn't realize that that wasn't normal. And that's not what everybody did. Honestly. Um, I always knew if there was something wrong with my animals, I knew if an animal was hurt, I knew if an animal was um, not being treated well. Right. Yes. I, I just knew. Um, there was two, there was, it's the same incident just happened twice. I was, uh, I was an adult and I had kind of buried that intuition because you're a freak, right? Oh my That's God. You, yeah. People rolling their eyes. Oh, so you can talk to animals. Really? I thought everybody could, to be honest with you. I did too. Um, I was really good at finding lost animals, just kind of knowing where they went growing up. And I kind of buried that down. And I was volunteering with an animal rescue in LA. And we were kind of, um, it was a mama that had been rescued with her puppies. And we were taking shifts going in and, you know, some of them needed medication. Anyway, one of the littlest puppies, he was the runt, disappeared. And the woman who runs the rescue called me and she's like, have you seen, did you see him the last time you were here? I said, no, he was actually there with mama and the babies, the other babies. So I, I had my kids with me. I said, I'm on my way. And it was at her house. She had her office in her backyard and it was kind of like a little nursery we set up in her office, but he was nowhere to be found. And she had very organized collection of crates kind of closed and piled up and she had tarps and we're walking around and something told me pick up the tarp. And she's like, there's no way he could have gone in there. And I said, you know what? I picked up the tarp and there he was. Mm -hmm. And when I say to you, he was the sot, he could fit in my palm with my hand closed. That's how little he was. Oh. He was under that tarp. And we figured out later that mama was taking him out to breastfeed him by herself. And then if someone came in, she'd get so excited to see someone that she'd just kind of leave him and kind of be all excited to see whoever came by and left him. Oh, my gosh. That happened twice. The other time I found him, 
in a hole, like this little hole by the tree. And it's kind of, it was like a, a, a beacon that took me there both times. And that's where I started saying, so clearly <laughs> not everybody is like this. <laughs> <laughs> Right. But at the same time, I learned that this is actually a skill. Some of us have more inclination towards it, but we can all learn it if we want to. It's a skill that everybody innately has within them. Correct. And it may be it may be something so buried down deep um, that our bodies and our spirit just doesn't remember it, you know, mm -hmm. from a, a past lifetime. Mm -hmm. Or it could be that we pushed it down as a child so that we didn't look like a freak or think that we looked like a freak or felt weird or any, or, you know, you have adults telling you, um, yeah. oh yeah, you're nice imaginary playmate, right? Well, animals don't talk, so, right. <laughs> or how would you know that kitty's hurting or kitty's sad or kitty doesn't want to be there or over there? And that's the thing is you said something very powerful. Maybe, first of all, we are all born with this and we shut it down. And that when we shut it down, we create a disconnect. Yes. I, lived, I lived that disconnect. And everyone I've spoken to who has had similar experiences, um, it led to a path of you know, self-destruction whatever that looked like. It could be addiction to drugs, it could be a food addiction, it could be self-harm, it could be depression, it could be anxiety, it could be Relationship whatever. addiction. Relationship addiction. Yeah. Because we are literally cutting off a part of ourselves. Yes. That we were born with, everybody's born with this. We are told at a very young age, that's not normal, right? And Exactly. Um, and we disconnect and the skill lies in learning to accept that part of ourselves and tap into that part of ourselves once again. And like I said, some of us are, you know, there are people that are born learning how to play an instrument. I could learn how to play the guitar. And there's someone that's born that can pick up a guitar and hear a song one time and play it. That doesn't mean I can't learn how to play the guitar. That just means it's going to take me a little practice, mm -hmm, maybe a lot, right. maybe a lot, but yeah. Right. And maybe, maybe because they're so quick at picking it up, they find more joy and passion in it. So that is a gift they can give that they uh, slide into more easily. Whereas right. you maybe, you know, would find practicing the guitar a chore and say, oh, you know, I'm not loving this that much. Or I like and it, but I don't want to make it my career to get, I don't want to have to practice that hard to get that good. Exactly. And I feel that everyone that has come as a teacher everyone that has come to the school, it's because it's what they want to do. I always joke and I say, I finally figured out what I want to do when I grow up. I was 48 years old when I figured it out. Sure. Right. And a lot of us in the school are older, <laughs> right? We, right. It us, but it's what I wanted to do when I grew up and eat it. I didn't even know it existed, but it's what I've always wanted to do. And there are people who could not care less. And that's okay because you know what? We need musicians, we need construction workers, we need plumbers, we need electricians, we need teachers, we need mathematicians, we need animal communicators, we need healers. We need it all. We need it all to create a whole. And I mean, of course, W-H-O-L-E, because <laughs> there already is an H-O-L-E. So yes. we want to bring it together and support. We want everybody's skills and talents and passions to support each other to create a whole, the whole yin and the yang of it. Correct. Exactly. And that's what, you know, I knew what I wanted to do when I grew up. I was 
a mom of two and 48 years old. And I felt like the kid that found her passion. And you probably had a million signposts along the way with people oh telling God. you. Yeah. Like for me, <laughs> so I was in radio for, did morning shows in radio for decades and decades and decades and a long time. And I, you know, I made it to San Francisco. Um, major market had a, had a great run here, but people always said to me along the way, I can't believe you don't work with animals. I can't believe you're not a vet because you know, I'd be studying so many things along the side and they're like, and they would say, don't get me wrong. You belong on the radio, but I can't believe you're not, you know, if you want a side job that you're not a vet too. <laughs> and I couldn't, I, I knew that I couldn't see the animals in distress on an, you know, hourly basis, having them oh, come God, in no. one after the other, after the other, it would put me into a state of distress. And also, I'm not really, really great with science. So I discounted becoming a vet, but I always wanted to help people. That passion never went away. And I would look at it on the side for, you know, other kinds of courses as, as Shana is meowing and, and verifying right now <laughs> into course. my microphone. Thank you, Shara. I need, Shana, I need verification now and then. So I, I know that you, you know, got a lot of those, those signals along the way. Yeah, I almost had to get hit over the head by the universe, to be honest with you. We um, did. We did. We did yeah. get hit over the head. Yeah. I uh, My whole life, my family thought I was going to be a vet. I, <laughs> oh, I, rescued, I rescued my first stray when I was six years old. I brought him home. And uh, then there were two other, maybe three other dogs. Two other, there was a, two Irish setters and then another dog. And my dad finally said, okay, you're not allowed beyond this certain point. Because every time you go into the hills, you come back with a stray. <laughs> right. Unfortunately, right. I lived in the part of um, Los Angeles that people would dump mm. their animals or they would get lost. It was in the hills. So it started there. So everybody thought Claudia is going to be a vet. And I no, I a don't like blood. <laughs> <laughs> B, I can't put a dog down or a cat down or a horse down. I can't. I, I, I no, thank you. I would literally get nauseous. Mm -hmm. at the sight of anybody's blood, much less my own. So that was off the table. And then it was like, well, why don't you become a dog trainer? You know what? That is not something that, that I'm called to. I respect dog trainers so much because it is, it is an mind intense job, but it's, it's very, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, structured. Right. Mm -hmm. Yes. It's, it's not, I'm very intuitive. I've always been very intuitive. So it required a lot of mental energy for me to mm -hmm. do training, even with my own animals. So when I meet a, a dog trainer, I try to become their best friend because I need trainers and um, a behaviorist. I studied psychology. I got my degree. Yes. You know what? That's too scientific for me. So I couldn't pinpoint it and then. A, a dog came along that changed that for me and opened the door for me to ask the question, hmm, I wonder if I could learn to be an animal communicator. And when I say I asked that question on a Sunday, that Monday, I called my friend who was who was also she's a uh, acupuncturist and herbalist for animals. 
I said, hey, are you interested in animal communication? And she said, as a matter of fact, I'm going to an animal communication seminar at the General Barn on Saturday. And I happened to know the Ellie Lacks, the uh, founder of the General Barn. I texted her and she said, it's only for volunteers, but let me ask the teacher. And the teacher said, yes, of course. I showed up and it was Joan Ranquette. Oh my gosh, that's how you met Joan. That's how wow. I met Joan. When I say to you, I'm getting chills right now, I asked the question on Sunday. <laughs> yes. And it was like the universe was sitting there going, finally. <laughs> yes. We've been here all along, just waiting for you to ask the question. And that's how I met Joan Ranquit. And I knew the minute I saw her, I said, because I had already been researched. That whole week I spent researching different schools, different teachers, and none of them spoke to me. And I didn't know who was coming to the general bar, and I just knew it was a teacher. And I, I walked in the room. I looked at Joan. And she said that when she looked at me, she recognized me. I looked at her. I recognized her. We'd never met in a day in our lives. Right. And um, she started speaking, and she had a wonky sense of humor, which is totally me. And I just <laughs> said... Too. Oh my God, I found my teacher. And I said to her, I go, you are my teacher. And she started laughing. So <laughs> here we are. And shout out um, to Ellie Lax at Gentle Barn, an amazing, yes. amazing woman. I, um, uh, there's a podcast in the archives that I've done with her as well on Mind Body Pause. If anyone wants to Google that, um, she has an amazing story on her own and I need to get her back on the show. Oh, she's, she's a powerhouse. Phenomenal. Yeah. So yes, continue you with your story. So, you know, it, but it took a very difficult situation because sometimes that's what it takes to wake us up. Yes. And that dog's name was Groot. And I'm grateful to Groot and he's adorable and he has a great, great, great family, which was meant to be his. And um, they were meant to be, they were meant to be his and he was meant to be theirs. And um, I really believe that had I not gone through that and hired an animal communicator who left me feeling horrible, absolutely horrible from our session and feeling like not only did I waste my money, but now I feel like everything that's happened is because of my childhood trauma. What? Oh, so it was one of those judgy ones. It was more of a, well, this is your, you know, this is, has to do, he's a mirror of your trauma. And okay. he's just reflecting back to you what he, and, I, and that's, that's not what this is. It's no, he has his path. I have mine. We came together because we had a soul contract that we were going to connect and we were each going to do our own thing. And grew, as a matter of fact, his mom texted me this morning with a, a Valentine's video of him ripping his Valentine's day present apart. Oh, so, how cute. But he's the reason that he was not the only reason he was the final straw. Seeing yeah. that there was a situation that I couldn't get my hand, like couldn't get into control. And I was being, I, ha I had uh, trainers coming at me and behaviors coming at me and this animal communicator coming at me and none of it felt right. None of it felt like this is it. And then I finally, when this woman asked if she could adopt him as I was sobbing uncontrollably, he told me, he went and sat on her foot she has PTSD. She's a war vet. He sat on her foot because she was sharing her story and like you could feel her anxiety going up. He sat on her foot and he looked at me. And I said, oh my God, he's your dog. And then when he met her daughter, he looked at me, walked to the daughter, 
sat next to her, grabbed his toy, took it to her, sat next to her and looked at me and I knew. And I said, I got more from that split second that that animal communicator did in an hour session. Right. So there's something here. And that's what led me to ask the question, hmm, I wonder about animal communication. That was actually the exact wording I used. I wonder about animal communication. And it changed my life. And it's not to disparage somebody else's method or philosophy no. or, or message that they get. It might resonate perfectly with someone else. It just wasn't the right message for you. It didn't resonate. It didn't connect. And, but you knew that. You knew yourself well enough to not just, that's the thing. We can go to, to guides and healers and, and, and doctors and anybody, you know, for help and guidance, but we have to take everything with a grain of salt and just yes. see what resonates within you. What hits your heart where you can say, ah, oh, this makes so much sense. And it's true. And I'm grateful for that animal communicator because I learned that what I want to do as an animal communicator is be results oriented. I want to help you resolve your, your, your situation. I want to help you if your dog is having a behavior, if there's a physical issue, if there's a dynamic in your family, which is what was going on in my family. I want to help you understand your animals better so that you can figure out a solution to make the situation better. Yeah. Um, and yeah. And that's what I learned how to do. And that's phenomenal. And that's one of the reasons you're such a really great teacher. I mean, I Thank love you. it when you teach. There you. Are, <laughs> I do. And I want to find out more about what helped you believe you could turn it into a career? And then what made you decide to actually become a teacher at Communication with All Life University? But because we are down to our last minute, I'm going to kidnap you and hold you over for a second show. Is that okay with you? Oh, I'm okay with that. I would love to. <laughs> Good. We could so, talk for days. So, yeah. We really could. This is fantastic. We're going to have to schedule this over wine. Oh, yes. Okay. <laughs> Done. <laughs> okay. I'm talking with Claudia Goodman, animal communicator, energy healer, and teacher extraordinaire at Communication with All Life University, or as we call it, CWALU. So, down to our last minute, one, one last thing for this podcast, would you like to impress upon everyone? I would just like to say that you're not odd. We all find our tribe. Just know that you're not alone. And you'll know it's your tribe when you meet them and you no longer feel like you're alone. Exactly. I love it. Thank you, Claudia Goodman. If you'd like to know more about her, go to ClaudiaGoodman.com. And you can take classes at CWALU by going to JoanRanquette.com. And a big thanks to Communication with All Life University for being my sponsor. Again, find out about classes from mini courses all the way up to the Mastery Program Certification, which is the program I'm in. And that does include Animal Communication. 
education, energy healing, nature and wildlife, and an animal business program, just go to joanranquette.com to find out all the details. Thanks for hanging out with me on Mind Body Pause, holistic living for you and your animals. If you need some de-stressing and you want to boost your immune system in the process, email or call me about Distant Healing Reiki on Zoom, FaceTime, or over the phone for you or your animals anywhere in the world at charliekale.com. Thanks to Brent, Brent Carey, the founder and CEO of Empower Radio, and Tony Ficini in the studio in Detroit. Take care and remember that no matter what's going on with your animals, don't beat yourself up thinking you could have done better because you're doing the best you can. They know it, and they chose you anyway, and they love you for it. Mind Body Pause is a guilt-free zone. See you next time. I'm Michelle Phillips, a celebrity makeup artist, beauty expert, self-confidence coach, and Hay House author. My podcast, Beauty and Beyond, is the place for women navigating the challenges of the aging process. Listen in for my professional advice, as well as my expert guests, as we share valuable tips, practical tools, and empowering resources to help you not only look amazing, but also live an amazing life part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network and available wherever you get your podcasts.